grab your friends, it's time for Meta Watch, the world's first, best, and only Metabots podcast, broadcasting from beyond the stars. My name is Mitch, I use Ian pronouns, and my favorite trans-Neptunian object is Mahe Mahe. Joining me as always is the first wave of Fermi's hypothesized filter, Colin. Uh, hi, my name is Colin, I use they-them pronouns, and uh, my soul has been freed from Earth's gravity. <laughs> hi, uh, I'm Sarah, I'm here to I use she and they pronouns. Hmm. <laughs> Just thought I'd jump in there. Go right Kick ahead. Kick on the door. I was just going to call you a new type, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> you see, oh, I, just, I knew I had to, you psychically communicated that I had to introduce myself and I did it. So here we are. There we, we did go. It. I guess that's a new type reference. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. New types have sadly only appeared once in uh, Well Cool Robot Junior so far. Um, yeah. Uh, hi, Sarah. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, I did invite uh, myself actually. Thank you. Thanks me for inviting me. <laughs> you're really, you're really starting this off aggressively. <laughs> that, that's it. All the best guests are mean to their uh, hosts. Uh, just please don't end the podcast at the end of this. Uh, <laughs> no ask. one's ever done that. No one's ever done that. Um, oh man. Uh, See, I'm worried yeah. about us having to do Meta Watch every day for a month. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> Oh, what if we did that for season three? Uh, <laughs> I'll commit I to mean, a bit. Because Pot of Greed did do, for the bad season, we did eight episodes in a podcast episode because we just didn't want to watch it. So you could, like, if, if there's ever a season that you simply don't want to watch, one every day, perfect. Job done. Get through it. Move on with your lives. Uh, we're not even sure that the the characters stay the same in the third season because it's made by a completely different production studio. So who knows? Uh, we will wow. get there in what um, uh, approximately t- uh, fourteen more episodes. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to like I don't like thinking about the future in general. <laughs> when it comes <laughs> to this, I I'm just focusing on two episodes at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In these uncertain times, um... well, it's it's the new year. We're not. Yeah. It's a different uncertain time. In these certain times, I'm. Um, so, yeah, I'm really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really confused about these. Uh, the season, and I'm going to be confused about the season until we catch up. Um, Mitch, are you perhaps confused because uh, Spaceship Superstars episode twenty-seven is actually Japanese episode six? Yeah, this is the first episode we skipped, and I've already watched it twice before before this episode. Uh, yeah, I know, I know this is going to get brought up a lot, but, um, wow, the animation in the first, like, six episodes of Metabots was not great, wasn't it? <laughs> you know, I don't dislike it. It It, it is different. Uh, it has yeah. its own charm. Uh, but yeah, Iki in particular is so off model in this episode, it was very distracting. Yeah. Uh, and it just in general, there's just a lot of like, um, it seems like they didn't have a lot of money to throw around. Like maybe they were a little concerned this whole Metabots thing wasn't going to take off. I don't uh, know why. But, yeah. Um, but I, you know, you still see a lot of like the same, like, uh, like motion and like silhouettes and that kind of stuff that makes that, you know, it's still good to watch, but it's just like, oh, wow. I mean, we'll get to the crowd scene later. Um, but yeah, Spaceship Superstars. Uh, we start off uh, because Arika is frustrated at the lack of local news to report on as uh, she and Brass come to stop in front of some train tracks that are starting to uh, come down. And I'm going to stop it right there. This is why it's a crime we skipped episodes. This is a Brass episode. <laughs> yes, I am so upset about these two episodes being who they're about. 
And I've been clamoring for this for an entire season. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, Sarah, I don't want to presume that you listen to our show or watch Metabots, but do you do either of those two things? <laughs> I do one of those two things. Can you guess which? Uh, I'm going to guess that you watch Metabots. It's a good show. Wrong. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, this, these were the first two episodes of Metabots I have ever watched. Okay. And I will watch. I will watch more in the future, but... To me, this is like a nice little low-budget show about a wee girl in pink a dungarees who loves to do journalism. And she yeah. does journalism about aliens and about crushes. And that's what the show is about. And she's also yeah. got some friend named Dickie who is a metabot named Meta but I don't really know anything about those. I don't really care about them. Like Erica. Erica? Yeah. That's where it's at. Love her. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's a good her. way to take the show, honestly. Yeah. Um, uh, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but it does suck that, uh, we, you know, we're, we're getting into the episodes that we skipped, uh, in season one and immediately the first two skipped episodes are both Arika and Brass episodes, uh, which is kind of fucked up. I would have liked to, I would have enjoyed these in season one, I think. (laughs) Remember how it was the second to last episode of season one before we saw Brass actually use a weapon? Yeah, wild how she uh, straight up kills a guy in this one. Um, Girl yeah, uh, <laughs> fucking, uh, yeah, they, they're they waiting at the train tracks for a while. No train's coming. Uh, and it turns out that it's because it's the... the Public the transport, am I right? Sorry, Colin, <laughs> that was very rude of me. We don't have that here in America. <laughs> See, that's why the train's not coming. Wait, this is yeah. set in Japan. The train should be coming. Yeah, instead a UFO lands, uh, and the doors open, and we simply see... Uh, some some possibly familiar silhouettes and a blinding light uh, as uh, Arika is completely overcome by uh, aliens uh, coming down to Earth. <laughs> uh, so th- I got I got to say it here since the top of the thing. Um, the the big difference between the dub and the sub happens right now mm-hmm. because this was the first appearance of the rubber robos. Because <laughs> uh, if you remember okay. when uh, our the episode that we watched instead of this one was the Gimme Ghost, which was yep. our first introduction. No, this is their first appearance. So the big difference here is, you know, where we go in the dub is compl- the the sub just plays this completely straight. Here's a bunch of dudes in rubber suits. They're aliens. Go. <laughs> yeah. So uh, whips. Yeah, this is a uh, this season's going to be a lot of weird work for the both of us. Try okay, to- I have a question. I'm raising my hand. Um, yes. <laughs> Please, Professor Mitch, educate me. The 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 alien antenna they have in this episode, do they have that the rest of the series? Oh, absolutely. That's how they connect to the space power. So the re- kind of the reason they have those is because they were pretending to be aliens at the start? I uh, think it's a fetish in thing, this honestly. I, I, it's fetish, it's mind control. Um, it could just be like aesthetics. We don't. They, they do we haven't yet gotten an answer. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, from my impression of the Rubber Robos, uh, the whole gang is kind of a fetish thing. Like, there's, there's like, it's yeah, it's just it's all a fetish thing. Um, it's good, and I respect them. I also have a skin tight black cat suit. Um, and they are very. <laughs> I saw sexy. you tweet it the other day. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I was. I can't inspired. wait to see you have an antenna uh, at some point. Uh-oh. I mean, now you have to, right? Yeah. I, I gotta. <laughs> Yeah, sunglasses um, and antenna. You know, think thinking about the um, the antenna though does take me back to last season and reminds me of how Icky uh, ripped that giant antenna off of the 
the container that they were holding Metabi in, which presumably is part of the um uh the apparatus that like control that you know that that controls the metabots or whatever. <laughs> and Mitch, you you have made the uh the stellar theory and observation. Stellar, um, I get the, it. The, the cat's an alien. Hey. And so this all does line up with that. The cat's an alien. I I mean the cat yeah. The, why else would we go from uh, the cat is a bad guy controlling a robot that controlled a giant robot to the bad guys are from space. If it's not foreshadowing, the cat's an alien. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this is why yeah, they cut it out earlier, because it makes yeah. more thematic sense now. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it would have spoiled things too early. Uh, yeah, this episode should have been in season one. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, but yeah. Uh, also, uh, we get a title card after uh, Rika's blinded by the light. Okay. What's, uh, what, what is the title mm-hmm. card? We don't get that in the English. <laughs> We're aliens, Robo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> which which actually fits the dub better. <laughs> uh, we do cut to the next day where Iki thinks that Arika is having nightmares because of her strange diet. Um uh, she claims that no, uh, you know, cause even though she had snails on toast last night, Brass didn't, but Brass still saw the aliens. Um, Icky makes a comment about how her lunch was a beef tongue and a head cheese sandwich, which is fucked up. That's just, that's just a bon me, Icky. That's just a normal Vietnamese sandwich and it's probably very delicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Also a lot of gassy jokes going yeah. back and forth in the dub. This is it very is early dub good. writing. It feels like too. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just glad that we don't hear Icky fart at all in this episode. That's the one thing I'm thankful for. (laughs) Yeah. I, um, uh, um, in the, in the sub, he goes, you can't believe in aliens. She goes with the holes in the ozone dioxin, the pollution of the environment. It's safe to say earth is heading towards disaster. Only the aliens can help us because we cannot. (laughs) I'm like, yeah. All right, Arika. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Very topical for, yeah. I mean, it does make sense. This this, uh, anime does take place in 2020. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Is this the scene in which uh, Metabee proves to me that he can do a better Irish accent than Max from Pot of Greed? (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) I don't think so. Uh, Oh, no, it is. It is, yeah. Because uh, Metabee is worked up about aliens only to reveal it's because he's playing a video game where he's being assaulted by aliens. Uh, and then proceeds to uh, make fun of Arika's uh, blurry, overexposed photo uh, photo of the aliens that she took uh, by saying that he's a leprechaun. Um, and she tries to tear him apart with a screwdriver. <laughs> and he deserves it. Um, in, in, the, in the sub, they're talking about, uh, they're talking background and, you know, Metabee's going off. And he's playing a Tamagotchi, a brand name Tamagotchi, and then make fun of okay. him because it's old and they don't sell it in stores. But like, Metabee's also old and they don't really sell him in stores. So it was kind of cute. Yeah. He's just, he's just one of these like vintage Pinterest retro, you know, I'm sure he could run a great Tamagotchi Instagram account. Don't, don't mock him. Yeah, I mean it's it's like uh, people who like uh, take an old Game Boy case, uh, put a Raspberry Pi in it, and then put an emulator on it so they can play Pokemon. Oh, uh, <laughs> does it sound something like this? I I turned mine on. Oh, okay. I, I forgot it doesn't make a noise. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped it. The speaker unplugged. But but it would have been good if it would have worked. Well, you can edit it in afterwards. 
Yeah. Um, we do then get Icky calling Arika out on how she does this every time there's not enough news and she gets frustrated. And he proceeds to show off a bunch of faked photos that Arika has made in the past of uh, um, another UFO landing and a weird toilet ghost. <laughs> She's an artist. <laughs> she is. Um, uh, we get another difference in the dub and the sub here. And it's uh, a kind of disturbing one, uh, particularly for Colin and I. Sorry, Sarah. Um <laughs> Because this was starting to feel out of character. And the dub, Arika goes, those things actually happened. They're true. And in the sub, she admits she's faking news. <laughs> and I'm like, Arika's our bastion of integrity in the show. Yeah. This is very weird and out of character for her. Um, maybe maybe she, she, got, she did character development. Yeah, I'm guessing yeah. That's, that has to be it. These two episodes well, are the character development. Yeah, what's what is the episode where she does have to go toe to toe with the tabloid journalist? Um, uh, that was a number, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, oh boy, I can't remember. Um, probably, probably like uh, Phantom Renegade Unmasked. Probably yep. uh, uh, episode is... eleven. Five episodes after. Well, eleven episodes yeah. after this one. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we you know. Uh, uh, she, you know, kind of runs off. Uh, we, um, see what Arika's plan is, uh, to, to get the aliens to show up so she can get proof. Uh, she has made a giant cardboard fake UFO, uh, stuck the squid legs on Meta B and has him set up as bait for a trap for the aliens. Mm-hmm. And just have him tie, just have Meta B tied up in front of this big, uh, big piece of cardboard that says help me on it. Uh, he likes it. Yeah, it definitely well, does not. <laughs> <laughs> If it helps, he also has a sign around his neck saying, I'm a Martian. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's convincing. I would see that and go, yeah, that guy's a Martian. Why it's Why else Martian. would he have a sign around his neck while he's making beetle noises if he wasn't a Martian? Yeah. yeah. Normal. Uh, we do hear a tra- the trap go off and they run outside to ke- uh, check it. And uh, Arika has caught an old man alien. Uh, who is actually just Dr. Scrounge, who is an alien researcher who has come here because of all of the alien sightings that have been happening all over town recently. I am absolutely obsessed with this guy's hat. <laughs> it's good. His eye it's, patch yeah. is good. His it's, name it's so is great. Cool. <laughs> yeah, he's just got like a little hat that's sort of like one of those old-timey explorer Indiana Jones-ass kind of hat. I don't think Indiana Jones ever wears one of those hats. He's way too cool for that. He has a different hat. But uh, explorer hats. But it's got like alien things on it. Looks like a UFO. I want one. Icon. Yeah. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Style icon. Uh, Dr. Scrounge. Um, he does. Uh, he whips out a map that's like covered in red X's, where apparently uh, at each uh, location there has been an alien sighting, and also uh, they are doing good deeds at each of these locations. They're helping out at nursing homes and and soup kitchens and all that kind of stuff, which is also when Doctor Scrounge reveals uh, that the aliens are in fact everyone's most well known villain, the Rubber Robos that everyone hates because of all of the bad things that we've seen them do over the course of the last season of the show. Hey, Mitch, what does it say in the sub? <laughs> <laughs> uh, none of that he just holds up a map and says here's a bunch of sightings that's it <laughs> okay. he doesn't say anything else um, yeah. he didn't mention how uh, just last week a giant uh, mantis Gundam uh, destroyed part of the town you don't know yeah. that oh but that's totally normal that's just uh, that's the military industrial complex gone awry not aliens yeah you, you just you just gotta get used to it 
I do like, uh, you know, I know we have to start keeping two different ideas of what this show is, of just, like, us already knowing the continuity and having it backfilled with these episodes versus what this changes about the continuity now that we've already experienced, like, most of season two at this point. And I just like the idea that, like, uh, everything got blown up and uh, the Rubber Robo's immediate idea is, like, let's pretend to be aliens and... Use that as an excuse to run around and, like, fix the town up after it's almost been destroyed by a giant fucking, uh, you know, mantis Gundam. <laughs> See, but this is my problem here. We already saw what happened when they tried to fix the town, and it was beautiful and great. Yeah. And and now they're just building regular-ass buildings again? No, that's a downgrade. <laughs> this is true. I want a hospital shaped like a sake bottle. Uh, don't we all? Uh, <laughs> um... But yeah, we do, uh, we cut over to Squid Guts, who's, uh, just, you know, doing some, uh, some groceries around town, uh, and overhears, uh, two girls talking about how much they love the Rubber Robos now, because they're aliens and they're helping everybody out. Uh, and it turns out it's all a part of their evil plan. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, we do, yeah, uh, cause, uh, Squid Guts heads back to their, their, um, their hideout, forgets the password, uh, like, like he do. Uh, and then once he gets inside, we get a nice little montage of um, the history of this of their very first scams, which doesn't really make sense now. Would have made sense in episode six. Um, their first scam was ding dong ditching, uh, followed up by doing graffiti on idol posters, uh, and then they were uh, spray painting more graffiti. Uh, realized they were doing it on the side of the police station. Almost got caught by a cop, but were saved by the lights of a deco Torah. Um, which uh, are are both of you all familiar with uh, the the Japanese phenomenon of uh, Dekotora? No, no. Although before you go into that, I do want to uh, shout out the fact that they refer to graffiti as marketing, um, <laughs> which is what I'm going to do from now on. Yeah. Um, but please tell us about what the fuck a Dekotora is. Uh, so I want you all to imagine an 18 wheeler semi truck. Done. Okay. I'm you know, a, a nice Optimus Prime or what have you. Uh, a convoy in Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, here's what uh, here's what semi trucks look like in Japan because uh, Japanese truckers have this huge so- a subculture of decorating their trucks. Hence the name Deco Tora, decorated truck. Ah, I've seen these. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're just, you know, they've got big paintings of tigers on the side. They've got, like, infinite, like, weird pipes and just they're covered in lights. Uh, which is why, uh, as a, a truck begins to pull by, the cop thinks it's a UFO and runs away screaming. Which inspires uh, the Robos to, for their next plan. Uh, which is their could, current plan. <laughs> this truck could beat the shit out of any fucking van with a wizard on it. Hell Yeah. <laughs> This is, well, see, this is what happens when the uh, van's metal evolves. Oh, okay, yeah, I see. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this uh, even has hexes on it. Uh, yeah. No, I'm sorry, those are octagons. My apologies. I got excited. Yeah. Uh, are you telling me that me the fancier look- metals aren't eight-sided? I don't think no, I don't think They don't so. get, yeah. get a side every time they metal up? No, they just have a gem. They got oh. a gem in there, and the little icon changes, you know? The beetle mm. turns into a different, bigger beetle. Yeah, the grub turns into a beetle, like grubs do. That makes sense. Um. Uh, but yeah. Um. <laughs> Metabots is wild, all right? <laughs> uh, but beetles actually, like, do their larval stage is a grub. 
Mm-hmm. Like they they go through like a cocoon process, like like most other insects. Uh, they actually look horrifying. They don't um, start as nymphs. I get it. I, I've yeah. done my research for this show. I'm, <laughs> listen, I'm still just living in the alternate universe where every time every time they level up, their metal gets another side. Uh, until kind of we prove once and for all that the perfect ship is the circle, the sphere. Um, it is really weird that they jump straight from a 12 sided metal to a 20 sided metal, though, with nothing in between. <laughs> well, that's just wizards marketing right there. <laughs> no, the fucking wizard oh, on the man. side of the van. Uh, imagine, <laughs> imagine if Hasbro and wizards would have gotten their hands on this. Like, we would. Oh, uh, if. Uh, uh, what happens uh, in the show? I mean, yes, Ke- uh, Kenner, who, who made the toys? Was it a Kenner Hasbro Junction? I have no God, idea. You're, all right, no, nope. That's going to have to be a post-show thing. That's going to be too okay. much. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so, um, uh, you know, they're, and they started, you know, using, uh, uh, you know, these kind of like decorated lights and they made their own UFO and everyone's like so excited and they're, uh, they're so happy that the town loves them because now they can take it, use it to take advantage of everybody. Squid Guts uh, really hopes that Arika is going to ask for his autograph, but uh, Shrimp Lips isn't having any of it. Uh, he is, again, uh, really thinks they should be doing actual evil and not just getting everybody to like them. <laughs> so is Shrimp Lips the, the Stewie Griffin baby? Yes, yeah. the, the little baby. Okay, little baby okay. Boy. Yeah. Which we do know is actually a teenager super compressed down into a baby-sized rubber robo. By the compression suit? Yes. Well, okay. that's not it in the sub. He's just small. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and the dub, they got to make it weird. Well, because remember when he gets out of the rubber robo suit, he's like he's like twice the size that he normally is. He's the size of a normal boy. He's taller than Icky is. <laughs> I mean, like if I had like a baby diaper fetish like this guy clearly seems to have, I would commission myself the special rubber compression suit that would make me the size of a baby, which is definitely possible. I Sarah my costumes in saying this. Um so I think the dub makes more sense here. See, you I'm do sorry. realize that as a costumer, you've invited people to yeah. commission you to make this this specific suit, right? Oh, the rubber robots. I mean, I would love to make. Well, dozens no, of these to things. make a to make a baby diaper fetish compression suit. Oh well, I'll just charge some lids and then make a shitty normal one anyway. So don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Um, I I'm I know you're the expert here, um, but I always took it as black just being slimming, and he just looks like a baby. Okay. <laughs> that, there's that too, actually. Uh, yeah. You know, you stick a pacifier in his mouth and you're just going to assume uh, that's a real baby and not a fake baby. In <laughs> uh, the, the sub, uh, it's a different... Uh, the entire scene's different, obviously, because they're not pretending to be aliens and doing good deeds. They're not doing good deeds at all in, yeah. in the sub. They're just being the rubber robos, so they're not really doing bad deeds. They're not doing good <laughs> deeds. They're just doing shit for no reason. Yeah. Simple um, deeds. Yeah, done dirt cheap. <laughs> um, uh, Mr. Deeds, starring Adam Sandler. Yeah, mi- oh, Adam Sandler would be a really good get for the live-action Metabots for a Rubber Robo. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say really good get for MetaWatch. I'm like, I guess he's probably free. <laughs> I can't, can't imagine doing a podcast with Adam Sandler. That would be f- frustrating, probably. We'll save uh, that for season three. Yeah. Uh, um, God. Look out so the for um, listeners. We cut to the next. Oh, hold day. on, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so the whole <laughs> speech is kind of different, um, and uh, Shrimpy is complaining that uh, none of this actually really makes sense, and it's just kind of dumb. And he didn't join a evil criminal organization to be stupid. 
And then we get our favorite character in the show, Mr. Narrator. Oh, making, mm. this, making another appearance. In a very early Mr. Narrator thing. Uh, remember how he kept having this um, long-running thing with Shrimpy where he's trying to teach Shrimpy how to grow up? We get yes. another one. He mm. goes, you can't say things like that out loud. That's the world of grown-ups for you. Okay. All right. All right, Mr. Narrator. Uh... He just, Mr. <laughs> Narrator is trying to be a mentor to uh, Shrimplets this entire series. This is just, this is suddenly giving me flashbacks to cats, and I don't like it. Uh, you, don't, you don't like cats? I, uh, you, you haven't gotten there. It was a good movie. Well. Yeah, you haven't gotten there in Zeta yet. Uh, so uh, don't, don't worry. Don't worry about it. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the Rubber Robos are out selling merch. They have their little one antenna uh, minions uh, selling uh, CDs and coasters. And uh, in the 7-Eleven... Um, you know, uh, Henry has stocked up the whole place with, like, keychains of them and all that kind of stuff. And is kind of like, Icky's just being like, no, like, they're they're evil. They're the Rubber Robos. We've been fighting them for an entire season of television. Uh, I don't understand why people think that they're not just pulling a fast one on everybody. Uh, what, Mitch, you want to let us know what Icky actually thinks? <laughs> he thinks it's dumb. This entire episode, actually, um, Icky's prevailing attitude is how concerned he is about Arika being swept up in all this nonsense. He's got more respect for her than she has for herself, it seems. is like this entire episode. Why wasn't this episode in season one? He's mad. Understand. Um, <laughs> skipping ahead a little bit, because I will forget to say it then. He's yeah. mad at the rubber robos because they are tricking Arika. Yeah, that yeah, that makes sense with what we get like later in the episode. Uh Oh man! Um, hmm. But yeah, also, he he also doesn't mention yeah. retort or uh, space meta rotter X. He doesn't mention I- I- any of this shit to Henry, who's just hanging out. Well, yeah, I mean he he knows how much that Henry like um, really admires uh, space meta fighter X and uh, and the Phantom Thief retort, and really just doesn't want Henry to get the bad news that uh, uh, that he's fucking dead now. <laughs> well, F. Uh, one of them actually was secretly the other one. And that one may or may not be dead. I mean, yeah. Could you imagine being Henry and finding out both those facts back to back? Uh, It would it would be mind blowing. It would be mind shattering. I mean, and then again, you got to remember, Henry was also the legendary Metafighter who was Space Metafighter X, who was Phantom Thief. Now, maybe he separated these personalities into separate uh, parts of his brain. So he's not aware of it, but he's got this longing towards them. I find like you know I was about to say Mitch you know I know you've been correct about everything so far but this whole Henry is space metafighter X and legendary metafighter and uh you know um uh, uh phantom renegade is just also ridiculous but finally you're coming in with a theory that makes it make sense yes of course he has split personalities he's got amnesia from getting hit in the head so many times I will listen I mean just because two characters may occupy sort of the same body be quote unquote the same person that doesn't mean they're the same character you know we've kind of got a bit of a quattrobagina one on our hands you know i'm sorry what was that name quattrobagina okay thank you hey you you, uh you miss you didn't have your pipes cleared the first time around Uh uh (laughs) that's that's why you need to be throwing whiskey in your tea so you can get those pipes nice and cleared uh Before oh, before we move on from from the convenience store and Henry, so this is the first time that I have seen Henry. Um, I definitely had a kind of 
picture of him built up in my brain and mind from listening to this podcast. And y'all, y'all have never mentioned once in this podcast that he's just kind of like a cute anime boy. Yeah, kinda. I mean, I mean that's all I think about. Like, yeah, he kind of looks like the photographer from Pokemon. Uh, you know, he's just one of them. <laughs> he's just like uh, a nice really, kind of we, bland we, like, and cute yeah. anime boy. Yeah, we like don't res- we don't describe anything on this podcast, do we? Because well, we expect everyone to, for the to watch the show <laughs> and then listen to us not describe the show very well. <laughs> this is true. Uh, oh man, uh, Henry does ask where Manavi is uh, if he's out there getting some nice uh, getting some rays, some fresh air, and we cut over to see that Manavi is still being used as bait, is still tied up, um, and is also when we cut over to find out that uh, Doctor Sh- Doctor Scrounge is in here and he's trying to make a model of the UFO <laughs> using ice cream. <laughs> Legend. <laughs> Let him do his art. Um, yeah. he is. Uh, turning mashed potatoes into the signals he's receiving from the spaceship and the oh which is okay. a more direct reference to uh close encounters of the third kind yeah. i was gonna say i've seen that movie very good movie it's, there's a fun keyboard scene in it uh you get you get to play simon says with the aliens it's great <laughs> can't wait for that episode yeah um, anyway, so the, uh, uh, the city shakes and they run outside to see that the, uh, the UFO has appeared, um, and it opens up to reveal its own, its own alien metabot, Gorim, who has specialty strong, uh, armor and is a clay figure type. Uh, this is like both how it looks and the clay figure thing is a direct reference, uh, to Dogu figures, um, which are from the Jomun period in Japan. It's pretty much, um, one of the, it's the earliest kind of, uh, a record of civilization in Japan. It uh, ranges from 14,000 14, to 400 BC. And they're, they're those big-eyed, like, really weird alien-looking uh, clay, clay like, figurines that you find in, like, ancient Japanese art and stuff. Uh, it's, like, you know, uh, like, and then into, like, the, the Haniwa period. It's what, like, the, um, uh, those crazy little dudes at Animal Crossing are based off of. Mm. Um, and, uh, they've, they've always had a strong association along with stuff like, uh, the tale of princess Ka- uh, Kaguya with like, uh, a weird UFO alien culture in Japan and like thinking that aliens came to Japan in ancient times, but not to do like racist things like build pyramids, just to like <laughs> fucking hang out. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're the ones in, uh, breath of the wild as well. The little upside down pots are the Jomo ones, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, and they, uh, in the sub, they, it's uh, Okidogu is the name of the metabot. You so, know, they just put the name right in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so in um, in Animal Crossing, they have one of these Dogus uh, you can buy from Red, the uh, shady art dealer. Yeah. Uh, and I have four of them because mm-hmm. I only buy the haunted version. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> because uh, all of Red's art can be haunted. Uh, some of them like scream. Some of them do weird stuff. Some of them have like blood splatters on the back of the paintings, which is weird. Cool. Um, these dogus, when they're haunted, if you click on them at night, they light up with this eerie blue glow and they start floating and levitating. Yeah. Cause they're aliens. Yeah. So I, I got a couple of these and now all of this makes sense. Thank yeah. you. This, see, this show is educational. Yeah. It may not be entertaining or detailed. Oh, fuck. I was going to say, in the Animal Crossing, uh, the DLC, you can actually train them up uh, as, as metabots and, and battle them with other Animal Crossing players. 
Um, Don't? Oh, like uh, you can battle them against the snapping turtle? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, you know, the Animal Crossing snapping turtle where you touch his tail and he makes he makes mouthy mouth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they got a soft shell turtle that doesn't do that. It's really upsetting. It's very, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but we are talking about metabots. We are talking about metabots. Uh, the aliens announce um, that, oh, well, immediately Icky notices the UFO is being held up by other metabots in the air with fishing line, uh, which just kind of confirms that Icky is kind of seeing through this whole ruse. But the aliens quickly announce they're going to be landing tonight at 630 at the elementary school. Uh, and everyone should come. Uh, and Arika is so excited that she's going to get the scoop on this huge story. Uh, again, I'm going to interrupt again. Because uh, here are two big points. One, this this just proves this is early Metabots. Because remember back when Icky was competent? I know. Wild. Uh. <laughs> uh, and also, the in the sub, they meet at 6 o'clock. And that 30-minute difference is just a little weird to me (laughs) (laughs) well everybody's got to get dinner first and uh i yeah i don't know why i don't know why they make that difference but i guess they do it'd Uh, be less weird if it was like seven o'clock or five o'clock if they change the the hour every uh you know theater show that i've ever worked on has started at the half hour point usually seven thirty. But but sometimes six thirty, like they never seem to start on the R. So I don't know, maybe that's just it. Th- you know, they're theater kids. Um, it's kind of oh, what they're they used are. to. <laughs> they are theater kids. Is the thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because if if they were if they were actually punks, they would say that they're going to land at six o'clock and everyone show up, and they wouldn't actually land until nine. <laughs> I mean, remember when uh, C. Slug was talking about remembering being a punk in his youth? It was because he watched a lot of punk movies and would drive around town, listen to punk CDs, not this actually being punk because he wasn't allowed yeah. to be punk. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, you grow up in the suburbs and there aren't actually uh, punk shows anywhere near you because you live in the middle of fucking nowhere, Virginia. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I get it. I, too, drove around listening to Green Day <laughs> albums uh, and Oof. thinking I was punk rock <laughs> when I was in high school. <laughs> Listen, there's nothing more punk rock than being sad that a girl uh, uh, went with a different person to prom than you, and so you drive around screaming uh, uh, Alkaline Trio lyrics as you blast it in your minivan. Uh, that's the most punk rock thing ever. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm nodding. I play Tony Hawk. I know how it goes. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, this is where we realize this is a very, very early episode of, uh, Metabots, because we go to the elementary school and we're surrounded by a, uh, just a flat yellow crowd that's unanimated. Uh, <laughs> which is, like, we've had crowd scenes since this that have been, it, like, even if they weren't animated, at least everybody was still, like, you know, correctly colored to their costumes and, <laughs> and hair color and skin tone and that kind of stuff. Uh... I think we're lucky to have art at all instead of just the the kind of like mid 2000s solution to this where it's a bunch of blank gray people with like a letter over their head or something. <laughs> um but yeah, Icky Steel thinks it's all scam. Uh, uh Arika becomes new type and says that the aliens are good and they're here to uh connect with the human race and uh, lead us to peace and space. Um yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, and, and Dr. Scrounge shows off his wax model of an alien. It's his art. I got to respect yeah. it. I mean, you, you got to appreciate the arts, no matter how small. Yeah. 
Support um, community theater. Give them your money. That's what they want. Support community theater. Support weird old men making mashed potato clay figurines. Like, yeah, you know. <laughs> Freedom Listen, starts at home. Community starts at home. Waxwork skills is the basis of being able to do gold and silver casting, which is really where the money is in art school. Uh, mm <laughs> But yeah, uh, the UFO finally lands and outsteps the rubber robos. Uh, they uh, say how, how happy they are to meet humanity and uh, say that, that humanity can show their kindness by giving them lots of gifts and preferably cold, hard cash. Um, this is a round when Icky and Metabi have snuck around and circled around the back and uh, Metabi proceeds to shoot the, the lines holding everything up. Uh, with those um, uh, those metabots with his uh, his machine gun hands, uh, and the whole thing collapses. It was just a big fake cardboard set, uh, and also it tears Sea Slug's pants off. <laughs> you see, do love to this see is, it. This is how you can tell they're amateur theater performers because they haven't got any stage wits. They didn't think to invest in stage wits, fucking idiots. <laughs> well, they're also very poor. That is that is fair. That's why they should be getting money. I'm I'm with the rubber robos in this episode, really. Like they did nothing wrong. Yeah, where where is the Japanese commission on uh, the arts? Why are they not getting grant money? Uh, clearly, they are they are you know well, uh, doing a a pantomime uh, uh, lineage unseen until this point. <laughs> well, okay, hold on, because last time they got funding, they built a giant fucking robot that near destroyed the town. That's true. <laughs> That's why Fun these guys the don't arts. have funding anymore. <laughs> It's, you know, because they couldn't get the arts funding, they had to go for the military funding, and obviously they built a giant death machine. A giant death machine with two pairs of legs, one inside of the other. (laughs) You know, you have to put the giant death machine in its little comfy sleeping bag. Uh, So it's nice and comfy. Uh, But yeah, uh, Arika's heart is completely broken, and she runs off. Uh, meanwhile, the rubber robos uh, send. Uh, we finally find out we've been seeing these um, uh, these flying metabots for episodes upon episodes now as the kind of like fill in. These are the robots that like the rubber robos like use in mass battles. We finally find out what they're called. They're Noctobats. Um, and Icky and Metabi get ready to fight all of them. And then we immediately cut away from this battle and you <laughs> see Arika kicking a can under a bridge and lamenting that she was tricked. <laughs> I mean, it is really refreshing. Again, going back to the early parts of the series where they would just go, yeah, this battle's not interesting. Let's just skip it. Yeah. It's like, we're going to give you more later. But, you know, uh, yeah, God, like, I will say Metabots is really good at just like saying like, okay, this battle doesn't matter. We're either not going to show it or it's going to take two seconds and we'll move on to something else. Instead of doing like the usual Pokemon or even Gundam thing of like, okay, well, we're only going to get one battle per episode and it's going to be really important. Mm-hmm. Um Thank you. Uh, Thank you for finally agreeing while we have another Gundam official here that Metabots (laughs) is better than Gundam. Thank you. It is Gundam's child. uh, And children always exceed their parents. That's what we know. You have to hand things over to the younger generation, i.e. Metabots. The the future of cool robots is in the hands of Metabots. Yeah. Uh, Confirmed. (laughs) Thank you. Especially since we're no longer on Wow Cool Robot anymore, so this is the only robot podcast that matters. Um, yeah, these are, these are the only sanctioned robots we're sanctioned to, to talk about. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, that's because Max is so uh, litigious. Yeah, we're, if, if we start talking about if we talk like this is why we can't talk about Gundam too much because we'll get like a like a. a He'll shoot you. Cease and desist. Yeah. Cease and desist. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, uh, Arika runs into our favorite character. The chicken seller is here. He's apparently sold all of his rabbits, and now he's back to selling chickens. Definitely. Probably something we won't see uh, the show go back on, you know, 20 episodes from now. Um <laughs> Uh, he does try to give her a pep talk, and this reveals why Arika is the main character of Metabots and the best person ever. Is oh, yeah. instead of even listening to his advice, she just gets herself fired up and is like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go beat up the rubber robos," and just like runs off. It's great. I um, love Arika. <laughs> the the sub speech. He goes. Uh, he's talking about you know, hey, you were tricked, blah blah blah. You have to make your mistakes. She goes, "Wait, no, I should not be apologizing. I'm the victim. I'm gonna go get them." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This um, genuinely like best, just really, really good scene. And like, you know, I, up until this point, I was kind of like nodding, and I was like, "Oh yeah, cool show, good show." And then this scene happens, and I'm like, "Oh fuck, this show rules!" Um, <laughs> yes, because it, it was it was just a really good like. You're like, "All right, here we go. Come on, there's a good girl. like character's been uh, dreams broken, and there's a mysterious guy under a bridge who's gonna give her some advice. Great, okay, let's go." But then she turns around and she gives the advice. She knows what the fuck is up. She's got it together. She's Erica, and she dispenses wisdom to him, and then she leaves to go and kick ass, and it's incredible. She's a young professional. She's a girl about town. She knows what she needs to do, and that's kill the rubber robo gang. <laughs> With her own she's two gonna, hands, she's she ten has to. years old, yeah. and she's gonna go and kick the shit out of these four grown adults. And I yeah. wholeheartedly believe that she can do this. Yeah, I uh, love her. Sorry, Mitch, oh. what were you saying? <laughs> no, she she's the hero we need. Yeah, she's the main character the show deserves. Uh, she's the hero we deserve, and instead, apparently, we've got some other little kid. I don't know. Yeah, we do cut over to Icky and Metabi, who have already finished destroying all of the bats and complete with a fun little dub line of, that was one fast row battle, it's like it didn't even happen. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, and uh, only Gorum is left, uh, and so Metabi launches uh, a homing missile at it, uh, and Gorum sucks it up into its void gravity black hole hands, which is super fucking cool. Normal. Um, yeah, and it's like, oh god, how are we gonna do it? And uh, Arika does a runs in, does a spin kick, and kicks Gorum into the side of of the building, and it explodes. Uh, so <laughs> oh man! And I also, sorry, just up until this point, I hadn't really grasped like the standard scale of a metabot. So like, Gorum appears on screen, uh, and also first of all, I've got it down in my notes as the Hamahama. Um, so Gorum <laughs> appears on screen and, and I'm like, I don't know what, like, I think it's about like slightly bigger than a person. Like I would put this robot at about like seven foot. And it wasn't until Erica comes off from the side of screen and beats the shit out of it that I realized that it is in fact like three feet tall. Yeah. It is child size. It is the size of a children. <laughs> a big what child. What if a robot was Babini? Yeah. Um, I will say Gorum does kind of look Zaku-esque, not to continually bring Gundam up in this show, but mm -hmm. uh, it does it does have a certain feeling about it. Uh, mm -hmm. But this is also when Brass rushes in uh, to get ready to fight, because Brass can fight, apparently, because she has guns. <laughs> I cheered. Yeah. I, I, this is... I cheered, I paused it, and then I got mad. Because <laughs> we were robbed. I sat there all of season one with Icky. I could have had... I could have had Arika and Brass this whole time. Mitch, we would have covered this in episode four of the podcast. In, a, it, in a truly, like, just world. Poor one art. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, now I have to. Ooh, now I gotta know. Um, uh, if it would have been paired with episode seven, uh, it, we would have covered this with the Gimme Ghost. That would have been a perfect back to back right there. Mm-hmm. Um, because at first they're aliens, and the next time we see them, they're ghosts. That would have been a cool line. Oh, yeah. But no, it's gone. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, Mr. Referee parachutes in to make this an official row battle. Um, and, uh, yeah, it rules. Uh, Gorham's uh, sucking up Brass's bullets. Uh, we find out that Brass's guns fire 500 rounds per minute, which is insane. Um, um, in the sub, uh, it's 500 rounds per second. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And, of course, since America knows guns better, they had to go, hold on, that's a little crazy. <laughs> That's that's a lot of bullets right there. Yeah, the kids in this country are going to know something's up. They know all about guns already. Well, it is. We do know it is a libertarian hellscape. So clearly <laughs> they their gun technology had to advance to meet the market needs. Uh, I have that exact uh, phrase. This is a libertarian hellscape. Three notes down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm also, um, I'm pretty sure I heard Erica say, let it rip. Whenever she, she kind of launches brass at the rubber robos, which I'm, is that a lot? Is she allowed to do that? This predated Beyblades, I'm pretty sure. Oh, uh, Beyblades was directly inspired by Metabots, specifically Rintaro. <laughs> so, yeah, probably. Really? <laughs> oh, hey, you know yeah. that shitty kid from Metabots, Icky? No, the other one. Oh, yeah, Rintaro. <laughs> Let's make a show based off him, but now he fights tops instead of robots. Uh, battle tops are probably the sickest thing to ever be invented, though. Uh, I do have to say. I um, I really like the Christmas Story sequel. Yeah. The, uh, a Christmas story had a sequel where Ralphie got really into fighting tops. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, direct sequel. Uh, <laughs> I'm one of like the seven people who've seen it, I guess. <laughs> I almost don't believe that's real, but I will trust you, Mitch. <laughs> that's dangerous. I, I told you, I'm making up this entire sub thing as I go. I can't wait for our <laughs> Japanese listeners to call me out on it. Oh, man, yeah. Shout out to our Japanese lister- listeners, by the way. I hope you're enjoying the show. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so we, we do find out that, uh, you know, uh, even though like, uh, Arika's just having brass, like wildfire into the arm, it isn't just, you know, uh, a dumb determination. It is purposeful because, uh, Arika has figured out that the arm is really only meant to do, to suck up big things like, you know, Metabee's homing missile. So, uh, she shoots, uh, has brass shoot enough bullets in there to cause the arm to overload and explode. Uh, which is then when uh, Arika has Brass use her short shot and just 360 no scope the Gorum, and it's just it's done. It's we're we're finished. Uh, everybody's dead. It's great. <laughs> this the short shot is also so cool how she uses it. So she's got the little tube on her forearm and she just points her finger and goes bang and shoots it out. Like Brass got style that Metabi just does not have. I think the reason that they put this episode into season two is because if they would have put it at the beginning of season one, Meta B just would have been completely uh, <laughs> flushed away. Nobody, People were like, oh, I don't want Meta B toys. I want a brass toy. And they just, you know, they'd already made all the Meta B figures. And, you know, here we are. I get it. Yeah. Um, they would have been right. We, we would have gotten to episode seven. Icky would have taken over and the show would have ended right then and there. Yeah, um, there, kids would have just turned the TVs off. Uh, I I didn't point this out earlier, but it comes up again here in a minute. Um, and while I'm thinking about it, I I do want to bring up this. Uh, so Metabots is really gendered. Yeah. Um, 
down to the parts of the uh, metabots have specific genders, and you can't mix gendered uh, robot parts. It's fucked up and true of a libertarian hellscape. Yeah. Um, so in the the games, I'm playing through the games. Uh, they're awful. Um, at least the one I'm playing, uh, the Game Boy Advance one. Um, boy, it is a bad. But uh, I keep getting all these parts, <laughs> but one of my metabots is a female, and I just don't have any female parts because I keep beating up male metabots. So I can't dress my metabot fully, which is great. Um, and the reason why Brass couldn't be the prisoner earlier is because those squid legs were male squid legs. And obviously Brass can't wear male legs, obviously. This is the most confusing, terrifying, fucked up and then, um, in my life. <laughs> and then when uh, Brass wins the arm shutter, which is what it's called in uh, the sub, uh, she can't use that because it's a male arm. Sarah, why did you bring Zeta Gundam to this podcast? <laughs> this hasn't happened before. <laughs> uh, no. Which is to say, it's it's been a while since we had some dumb gendered bullshit on the show. But this certainly, like, this is downright, frankly, transphobic, and I don't I mean, want to hear it. <laughs> I hate to say it, but it's happening again. It's happening again. Uh, Imagine you can't use a gun because... You- Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Those are those are men guns. So you have to use the lady guns over there. I I don't want. To, can we talk about the war crime Mr. Referee does at the end of this episode instead? Oh, yes, no, that's, the, that's, yeah. that's the. This is a libertarian hellscape note. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, so has, yeah, Sea Slug does a flying dropkick on the ref, uh, which causes the ref to be overcome with rage. Uh, says that uh, you know Sea Slug can't possibly do this. He's flaunting the rules of meta battles and explains that uh, he is now has the authority to call on the Metabot satellite up in space, which is just a big satellite with a Metabot on one end that then takes a tube out and shoots a fucking dart from orbit that kills Sea Slug. He yeah. he has a canister of G three poison gas floating in space, <laughs> and he will do a war crime against anyone who disrespects him. And actually, he should. He's Mister Referee. He should be allowed to do okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Now, I imagine if we went through season one knowing how problematic Mister Referee was. I don't know. I don't I, think there's imagine, anything problematic about this. He's protecting children and the and the integrity of the sport of row battling <laughs> by using a satellite murder machine. <laughs> Yeah, but he only, he only uses – because we have seen people break the rules before. Like, you know, uh, uh, Icky has gotten fouled in meta battles before, um, and uh, did, Mr. Referee didn't use it on him. Only specifically used it on Sea Slug because Sea Slug committed physical violence against the ref. <laughs> yeah, which just means he's self-serving. <laughs> I mean, it, it, you, you're you're telling me this is a libertarian hellscape. I mean, don't don't you understand that you know a war crime weapon is perfectly good and fine to have if the owner of it is a responsible person like Mister Referee. <laughs> no, I'm just um, imagine this episode was left in, uh, then we get to in the later of the season, knowing we could have had Brass and Arika, knowing how cool their fights are, and also yeah. knowing that at any point in time, Mister Referee could nuke someone from orbit. Without feeling anything about it. <laughs> anything other than righteous fury? That yeah. would have changed the show. Listen, his eyes start glowing. That means it's cool and he's allowed to do it. Yeah. Uh, truly the rage of, uh, of of Mr. Referee is is unknown. Uh, also wild that he has, a, he has a kill satellite in orbit, but isn't allowed inside the Metabot Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> because he's got a kill satellite. <laughs> they don't want him around. <laughs> 
they're too worried that he's gonna he's gonna home in and assassinate Doctor Aki like Doctor Aki deserves to be. I mean, Aki. How how else did Aki get his money other than using his kill satellites? Oh my god! You know how I know that this is an early episode of Metabots? He parachuted We've been in recording instead of wearing... for fifty six oh. minutes. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was about to say, I, I'm going to go need to get another drink before we do cover into the second episode. Yeah, uh, let's let's go ahead and get to the end of this episode, and then let's all let's all re-up on drinks for the next hour of recording. Uh, <laughs> the next day, Erika uh, runs around the corner. Uh, Icky and Metabi are worried that she's going to be depressed because, you know, the she found out that aliens aren't real and she was tricked and everything. Well, she's actually, uh, you know, pepped up and ready to go because she has news that there's a giant sea creature at the water park and drags Icky off to investigate it because Arika rules she's the peppy protagonist that we need uh she's you know uh what if what if my girl friday was a shonen protagonist that's what i want out of life <laughs> listen listeners if these are the only two episodes of metabots that you watch you will get a show with erica as your peppy protagonist so i can recommend it <laughs> sarah's recipe for success only watch these two episodes yeah i'm not arguing <sighs> uh so yeah our our next episode is for the for love or row battle uh episode uh, 28 or yeah episode 13 yeah <laughs> people who may in love yeah there are seven episodes between or i guess six episodes between this and the episode we just covered uh oh man so yeah uh the screws are watching just straight up an episode of captain tsubasa just they're watching some some boys play soccer um and uh you know uh, uh just you know hanging out uh, uh sam is kind of distracted spike and sloan are talking about ways that you know they can cheer her up or, or get her focused again sloan suggests that uh spike should buy uh sam's toenails again don't mm. i oh gamer girl to- toenails don't love it uh <laughs> Metarotter girl. Metafighter toenails. Metarotter bathwater. Um, even worse because these are all children. I don't want to think about it. Uh, <laughs> no. Okay. Did did Spike say I want to buy your toenails, or did Sam mockingly offer to let him buy her toenails, and he just did it? Um, I'm gonna lean towards Sam did it as a joke, and he's like, yeah, yeah. But okay, <laughs> I do actually want your toenails. Ha ha ha. What if ha ha. What if what if we what if I bought your toenails and we kissed at the meta fight? <laughs> Just kidding, lol. Unless unless. Um and yeah, this is when uh uh you know the most Canadian child alive uh, the most Canadian child alive accidentally hits Sam in the face with a soccer ball uh, and runs over saying that he's sorry or I'm sorry or you know however Canadians sound when they say sorry even you know you can't you can't do that we have a Canadian on our show every other week. That's true. I'm sorry, Sam. <laughs> even even I was able to notice that he was Canadian. So that okay. that that means wow. And that y'all uh, to, all said the same to me most of the time. To be to be fair, um Sam is French Canadian and this is very obviously an English Canadian person. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. Uh but yeah, um uh, Sam, Sam as oh this is confusing Sam is in the person who was guested on this podcast not Sam is <laughs> in Samantha uh, <laughs> okay but what if Samantha was French Canadian um, we don't know uh, it, yeah. she does uh, smoke a lot that's French <laughs> right I don't know anything about Canada she's also really good at ballet yeah you know um, yeah 
I think Sam's going to be very disappointed in us when, when he hears this episode. But, You're disappointed uh, in you. I'm great. Yeah. <laughs> I do no wrong, as this podcast has proven time and time again. I, I am the one who mistakenly thought that there was a dog-type meta, meta coin. Uh, <laughs> or uh, metal, excuse me. Uh, meta coin, all right. Another, another thing for Sam to be mad at me about. I'm so sorry, Sam. You deserve okay, a question, podcast. Okay, <laughs> question uh, for the two of you is uh, concerning guest of the show, Sam. If guest of the show, Sam, had like a crush on someone and didn't know how to express this, like what would you both do to, to help him out? Uh, teach them to fight robots better. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, Nailed it. Uh, Sam's great at everything else. I, d- I don't think what they... I-, I think the only thing they would fail at would be fighting robots. Yeah. <laughs> which obviously uh, Colin and I are great at. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the screws immediately are like expecting Sam to go off on this kid. Uh, but she doesn't. She makes a comment about how, you know, oh, uh, soccer ball leather isn't good for complexion. Ha ha ha. Here, have your ball back. I hope you're doing okay. Have a good time. Play some soccer. Because Sam is in love with this boy. Uh, she is going to marry him and Spike and Sloan are going to be her bridesmaids. Specifically, the thing she says when she turns around, she's like, ah, that kid's gonna pay for our wedding! And at the whiplash? <laughs> My god. Okay, but this is a very cute episode. Yeah. It is It is very cute. I liked it. I, I love Sam, and I, I love the, you know, the hard, angry uh, female antagonist goes boy crazy, like, trope that's in all these anime. I love it. Like it's very like, sweet. I hate it, yeah. but they do it well. Uh, here's here's the thing I don't I don't appreciate. Um, pr- the toenails. Just, just a few episodes <laughs> ago, um, we had it. I, I believe we started on on down a a path of uh, Koji and and Sam getting together, and now we're just throwing that plot line out <laughs> no, that definitely on. started just a few episodes ago, <laughs> and not many many episodes ago in the sub. <laughs> don't don't tie Sam down. Clearly, she only wanted Koji for his money and his body, right? Or at least his hair. He conditions it well. But, like, I, this is love. Yeah. I just, oh, uh, man. Uh, let let at, Sam at be least, boy crazy. At least we're getting the origin of the Sam Koji plotline after this episode. I think the the most hilarious thing would, ha- would have had that happen before <laughs> this episode and have this episode later. But, you know, we'll get to it. Uh, um... Does Sam even oh, exist by the time this episode came out? Or not Sam, uh, Koji. Does Koji even exist when this episode I comes probably out? Probably not. Because uh, <laughs> uh, Koji shows up in what? Uh, the Legendary Metafighter? That's that. Um. Oh, no. Yeah. The Legendary Metafighter is episode four. So that's before yeah. this episode. Yeah. Um, Wild. Oh, man. Yeah. Crazy. Um, Remember the good days before Koji? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God, uh, where the fuck were we? Uh, this is, this episode's gonna be a mess, I love it. Uh, <laughs> fucking, uh, we cut over to Icky, um, who is hanging out with Arika up in the, uh, second floor of the, of the school. Uh, uh, Arika is asking about Nathan, because apparently, um, they used to be good friends. Uh, also we find out that Nathan is a serial, uh, soccer ball face kicker. 
uh, just does it to everybody, apparently. Um, but yeah, back before Icky got a, a Metabot, um, he played soccer and was good friends with Nathan, who was also a soccer player. Uh, and uh, they just haven't really talked since. You know, just different different hobbies. Uh, um, but Arika really needs to get the skinny on him because she's doing a cute guys issue of the school paper. Uh, so they keep referring to Icky and Nathan as childhood friends. I'm like, they're eight. This is childhood. <laughs> But they keep so, referring. You, you guys are childhood friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were friends last year over the summer. <laughs> He's childhood friends with everyone here because they're childs. Yeah. Childs. This is this is only making the whole like Koji Karen uh, her awkward years comment even <laughs> more awkward. Uh, because it's it got, it's got to mean that they're just referring to the previous school year because school years are infinitely long for children. <laughs> and again, it, Karen robot stuff. Like it, anyway, all right. Uh, <laughs> small wonder. Um, uh, Arika, in, even in the sub goes, I'm writing a special in the school's hotties. To which Meta B goes, well, then I guess I'll be in there too. <laughs> yeah, Meta B is a cutie. We can't. We've gotta. You gotta agree. Yeah. Um, he is a short king, though, but we do love him. Uh, <laughs> we stand. We respect. Yeah. Uh, and this is when uh, Icky and Arika see Nathan walking closer, and they try to get his attention. Uh, and uh, we get this slow-mo of, of him being distracted by Icky and Arika calling to him as Sam comes in to slide tackle him. <laughs> Young love. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, Arika immediately swoops in uh, to start taking pictures of, of these two clear, fast friends. Uh, Sam immediately starts to vogue and pose uh, next to Nathan's lifeless her. form. It is good. Well, Sam- just... Samantha is such a good character. And she's so good the in front of a camera. Facet. Yeah. I, uh, last time we saw her in front of a... Well, last time we saw her in front of a camera, it was a clip from the previous time we saw her in front of a camera. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, she's a natural. Yeah. She's got many uh, talents. She's, yeah, she's gonna grow up to be a Mimi. She'll be a a, a model, a model slash meta fighter, uh, taking the world by storm. <laughs> it's what it's what America deserves. Yeah, um, but yeah, Sam runs off for some reason, um, and uh, Arika takes the chance to interview Nathan um, about how he became friends with Sam because no one's friends with Sam. She's the leader of a local gang. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, Nathan is just kind of like, I, I'm not friends with her. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, she's stalking me. <laughs> uh, the the sub, he's he doesn't know what's going on. And all he says is, I guess I've seen her staring at me a few times, but I don't think that makes you a friend. That's it. He's not yeah. He's not being aggressive or anything. He's just, I have no idea what's going on. I'm eight years old. <laughs> this yeah, entire time. Yeah, I mean, I am eight years old, and what is this? Uh, we do cut over to Sam, who is doing the classic, uh, he loves me, he loves me not, with a flower, pulling the petals out. Um, and Arika immediately figures out what's going on, uh, while Spike and Sloane just absolutely do not understand anything about Samantha's feelings. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, Colin, that's because, like, girls and boys are kind of fundamentally different species from each other, and there's just no way they can ever, like, actually understand each other, so that's why Erica has to come in and do this. Um, oh, because there's only men and women in this world, is what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, 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 that's it's pretty clear from, I learned, I learned it from this episode. Uh, <laughs> this is the problem of having two Gundam people on a podcast together. <laughs> It just evolves into this. It does. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> this is why Metabots um, is better. 
Yeah, Metabots is better. Uh, well, no, we did just get some bad gender shit in the last episode. <laughs> yeah, but those are for robots, which clearly have defined genders. No, but like the the listen, like literally the tone of the sort of most of this episode is like, oh, aren't girls so crazy when they have a crush on people? Um, and I'm looking and at aren't it. Aren't boys I'm like, idiots like who eyes. don't understand anything? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, but it's fine. They, they pull it through. Yeah. If it helps in the sub, uh, we get a goof that we don't get in the dub. Okay. Mm-hmm. What? W- which is rare. Yeah. It. Yeah. Uh, Sam's pulling the the petals out the flower. She goes one petal, two petals. Wait, that's not how you do it. He loves me. <laughs> he loves me not. <laughs> that is. Uh, that's actually funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is when Sam reveals her secret um, of when she uh, first got a crush on Cat. Uh, I almost said Captain Subasa on Nathan. Um, and uh, it was three days ago. Uh, she was stuck under a tree in a downpour. And um, uh, Nathan came running by, uh, ran into her, dropped his umbrella. And when she turned to, like, pick a fight with him, he was like, oh, here, take my umbrella. I don't need it. I'm too sweaty from soccer anyway, so I was already wet. Uh, have a great day. Bye. And runs off. And, uh, yeah, just, a you know, classic meat cute. Um, no one had ever given Sam an umbrella in her entire life, apparently. <laughs> um. So this kid's a piece of shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> he keeps kicking people in the face. He runs into people, doesn't really apologize for it. Um. In the sub, he doesn't talk about being sweaty, but like... I was like, fuck. Have you been ran into by a sweaty person, get their sweat on you when you haven't been sweating? It's the worst. <laughs> I mean, I think that implicitly... <laughs> That, that's that's what Sam likes about this encounter is the kind of the, the wetness and the sweatness of it, uh, uh, which is nasty. Um, but like, I got to respect the, the, the intimacy of the sweat. I get you exactly. Maybe that's what the rubber robos are going for with their little uh, rubber suits. Oh, they're like from June, like steel suits. They got to yeah. just keep all their sweat so they can drink it later. <laughs> God, now I have to get Ray on for an episode. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Um, yeah, uh, this is, you know, after hearing the story, uh, Arika decides that she's going to wingman for Sam to get Sam and, Na- and Nathan together. It is it is her calling. She's going to do it. And also so that she can have exclusive reporting rights on the story because Arika's see, always on that grind. <laughs> Arika gets it that you've got to, if you're going to make an audio record- recording of someone confessing to have a crush on someone else, you've got to put that on a Patreon feed and make people pay $2 for it. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it right here. Give us money for MetaWatch, and I will confess any feelings towards anybody you want. <laughs> That's cheating, Mitch, because you content. do love everyone. <laughs> I'm contractually obligated to love people, yes. <laughs> if they pay $2 me $2. <laughs> for every time, that stacks up. There's yeah. a lot of people in the world. There's at least a couple. Yeah. Um, I really like the line. Um, they're talking about the plan. And uh, Spike goes, well, the boss's love is too powerful. It's too powerful for a normal person to handle. So we need to make him a screw, so that way he'll be powerful enough to accept her strong, strong love. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm that like, yeah, sense. and Dr. Naked yeah. him into the gang, so that way he's yeah. automatically more powerful. Yeah, he levels up. That's how gangs it's, work. Yeah. yeah. Chucks. <laughs> Uh, so we do get um, we get a, a montage of the various things that Arika is coaching Sam through. Arika tells Sam to get him a, a nice present, uh, and so Sam makes a handmade voodoo doll of Nathan and gives it to him, and he's very uh, very freaked out by it. Uh, 
I think this is very rude that, you know, if someone wants to take up making custom plushes of their friends, you should respect yeah. that. You should respect people's art, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, clearly uh, uh, Sam's work needs a little bit more of a finishing touch, but like you could see the effort she put into it. Uh, <laughs> like he could have given her some, you know, useful critique instead of just kind of looking at it and looking disgusted and scared and terrified, you know? Yeah. It's like, if if it was, you know, usually when they pull this whole creepy I'm giving you a doll of you thing, it's like, it comes with a comment of like, and it's made of your hair, or something. And it's not. It's just a normal doll. It just looks a little rough around the edges. And it's rude to like, not accept that as like a thoughtful gift. Uh, <laughs> the sub goes on about how it's her first time making anything with her hands. You see? Yeah. And again, She's, this is a classically yeah. trained young lady. Yeah. Like, you he know, should... as we find out later, she's good at, like, mechanical stuff, and she's good at dancing, but, like, you know, she's not, she's never practiced a craft before. <laughs> he should be honored to have, like, unlocked this creative side of her. Yeah. And um, all he has to do is go, hey, maybe you should have kept the sewing needles when you handed me the doll. That's, that's great. <laughs> give Or give them yeah. back. Use them to make your own doll. You know. Yeah. Um, or, hey, free sewing needles. Yeah. Yeah, don't knock it. Okay, so the next thing, um, there's a very obvious thing that we need to hoot and holler about. And uh-huh. I just want to make sure that we get through talking about the normal stuff before we do. Um, especially since I think it's going to be like tied into the translation, clearly. Um, but the next thing that Arika tells Sam to do is to make him lunch. Because, you know, classic Japanese, like romance trope, you like make your crush lunch, and you bring it, and you're like, oh, let's share a bit yeah. together, or whatever. The classic two-head so, caviar scenario. Yeah, so... Sam makes Nathan some donuts that look like <laughs> soccer balls and makes mm-hmm. him eat them immediately. And he makes a bad face and we get an internal monologue from Sam about how donuts don't need to have sugar in them because donuts don't need sugar. Do we have Very. any comments before we talk about the obvious thing here? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very curious about the recipe for these donuts yeah i wonder if they're jelly filled um they do like you know they do look like soccer balls they look nice honestly like i I I think again it's kind of shitty of nathan to like immediately be on edge that like fucking she walks up and like hands him what is honestly look looks like a tasty snack that was clearly made with his interest in mind (laughs) yeah uh he just says they taste bad that's it okay (laughs) there's nothing else they're uh soccer onigiri and they just Tastes bad. <laughs> yeah, they're not donuts. They're they're clearly rice balls with like the nori cut to look like soccer ball patterns, which is such a fun thing. Yeah. That's such yeah. a cool idea. Of course, if your like crush was, was like an all star soccer player, you would make him so- a soccer onigiri. Like, of course you would. <laughs> and think of the poetic irony. He keeps getting soccer balls in her face, so now <laughs> she has a soccer ball yeah. to put in his face. See. It's the turntables. She should have made him jelly filled, though. Um, yeah, she should have thrown him at him. That's the mistake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Could have just should get him better him taste right in his goddamn face. Yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, Arika uh, tells her that the last thing that she needs to do is she needs to make sure that she can be there 
to like offer a helping hand when he's least expecting it because that's that's going to be the real meat meat cute kind of thing that's going to be the thing that makes him realize wow this girl's great and so he's he goes to wash his face up after doing some soccer drills because he's a sweaty boy as we know um and she offers him a towel but it is sloan's towel that he uses every time he showers and it has clearly never been washed uh it is the most disgusting looking towel i've ever seen in my life (laughs) yeah it's it's my towel from first year of university (laughs) um we go a different way in the sub it has to be a personal gift Mm. it was it's sam's towel that she uses at home that also she doesn't wash. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's a little gremlin, okay? Yeah, she I'm starting is, to yeah. relate more and more to this girl. Yeah. I love, Sam's uh, great. Samantha's great. Uh, so we do She has a gang. Get, she does have a gang. Uh, she was the top like meta fighter at the, at the elementary school before Icky got a, um, got a metabot. Like, she's, she was, was, like, had a town, basically. Um, she, like, could throw her weight around and tell the student council what to do. Uh, Except for her boss, the big cheese. Yeah. Remember when Samantha had a boss? Ah. Oh, for one episode, yes. <laughs> Man, season two's make me really nostalgic for the yeah. first episode of season why. one. It's just uh, a weird coincidence. Well, so here's the f- so here's the funny thing. Um, so this was what this is episode thirteen. Mm-hmm. So this is the end of the first core. Uh, like um, you know the the other possible ends for like the first kind of like broadcast period or what episode twelve was the mystery metabot. That's okay. That's probably it. Okay, never mind. It, the the Rakusha <laughs> episode is yeah. like yeah. Never mind. Uh, you gotta come so back lighthearted. Is, yeah. So yeah, yeah, this is the first episode back after you know the first like production run or whatever, uh, which also kind of makes sense for why the animation in it actually looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, Oh man. Um they, then we get Arika's final plan. They're in the locker area in school and she's like, you know, it's it's time for the the plan D, the the part of the plan that's really going to work. Uh you're you got to get to writing a love letter and put it in his locker. And so she does and we see her place a little envelope that says Nathan. And we immediately cut over to Nathan hunting down his old friend Icky who is now a renowned meta fighter after meta fighting for an entire season of television and stopping a giant robot from destroying town. <laughs> he needs Icky's help because he thinks that uh, uh, Sam has challenged him to a row battle because the the note just said, it's time to settle things once and for all. <laughs> uh, word for word what it says in the sub. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Oh man, um, Icky, like, and you know, Nathan's confused, he doesn't understand why Sam wants to fight him, uh, Icky's like, well, she does have a gang, and also you kicked her in the face with a soccer ball, so, like, obviously. (laughs) Uh, in the, uh, in the sub, the entire, uh, time Icky's around, he goes, nope, not my problem, I'm not getting involved. (laughs) The entire episode is just him, like, I don't want to be here. Yeah, and this is, you know, Nathan is basically begging Icky to, to help for all time's sake, and this is where Metabee comes in and says, listen, this is like your oldest friend, this is like, you know, you you are bros, you gotta be there for your boys, like, fucking do it, and Icky's like, god, you're ganging up on me, I guess I have to. Uh, Icky yeah. very much is doing the exact opposite of what Erica is doing in this episode. Yeah, I kind of, like, missed this Icky, the Icky who's kind of, like, a layabout and just kind of hangs in the back and watches things happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That's, you know, uh, 
that's like episode one icky, and I kind of miss him. But, you know, at least he respects Metabi now. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. Uh, you know, the fact that, like, Icky does lament at B pushing him to do this. Uh, Mitch, do you think this episode would have changed your p- opinion on Icky and Metabi's relationship earlier on? I don't think I would have paid attention to Icky and Metabi. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, this is a Sam and Arika episode. You're right. Uh, yeah, Sam's right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Why would you? We, <laughs> we, we cut to the roof with uh, Icky, Metabi, and Nathan, who are color-coded red, yellow, and green. And uh, Sam uh, says it's like a stoplight. Uh, Red and yellow can beat it. Uh, Green is go to stay. And basically just, like, tells Metabi and Icky they need to leave. And Icky drags Metabi off the the roof, only to find that everyone is is, uh, hiding right near the stairs, watching what's going on. Because, uh, yeah, they want to see the confession go down. We... We get this a lot. Sam is very poetic with her metaphors, and they're really forced all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, this is not the first time she'd said something like this. I don't yeah. have any examples, but she they're there. Go back and listen to yeah. all the other episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's she's always got like it's a tur- it's a it's a good turn of phrase, but it's not clever. It doesn't really apply to anything going on. <laughs> It's like you you kind of like you got halfway there. Um uh but yeah, she starts to stammer her confession out while everyone's kind of watching from the sidelines. Uh but chickens out and asks him when the bus is coming. Uh which is when uh Sloane and Spike spill out and yell at her saying like you got no, you've got to confess to him. You got to tell him that you love him. And Nathan finally realizes what's going on. Um uh and, uh, you know, Spike and Sloan kind of, like, gang up on him and says, like, no, like, or I guess Arika goes to ask him what his, what his, his response is. Like, how does he feel about all this? And he just kind of, like, hams and haws about it, which is when Spike and Sloan come in, you know, ever the true wingman of Sam. <laughs> and they're just like, no, listen, you have to show her respect. You need to tell her how you feel. You can't just leave her hanging like this, which is when Nathan tells her that he hates all meta fighters. Throw this kid in jail. This kid sucks. <laughs> He's the guy who sucks. He is the guy who He doesn't who sucks. even have depression. Okay, I'm sorry. Imagine living in a world of metabots. Everyone's got a metabot. If you don't have a metabot, you're a loser. Um, robots are cool and everywhere. Uh, y- you can shoot anybody you want and like the law doesn't care. You know, <laughs> the world yeah, of metabots. Destroy public property. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, imagine <laughs> yeah. you live in that world and then you're like, you know what? Metabots actually suck. Like, <laughs> yeah, you look at like all the metabots and the meta fighters, and you say, "Wow, uncool robots." It's <laughs> my, my fun joke. Thanks. But uh, hey, imagine looking at Space Meta Fighter X and goes, "You know what? Meta fighters suck, actually." <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it's it's because Nathan is a jock, um, and this is this is uh, well, hmm, is this before the the Coach Man Mountain episode? No. Hold on. Uh, no, Coach Man Man episode was episode three, the best episode in the series. But it is, yes. um, don't I have two jocks on this show with me right now? I listened to Small Walk. I'm pretty sure you're both jocks, right? Uh, uh, no, uh, MJ is the other. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been outside. Good. So, no, yeah. you were outside once this year. You saw that big flaming ball that you don't like. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I don't know. What the fuck is that thing up this guy? I've never seen that before. Yeah, no, I, I don't fucking, find it as a joke. You sorry. wonder why you have a vitamin D deficiency. <laughs> <laughs> There's no vitamins in space. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, we all have to go to space where there's no vitamins and no one needs any vitamins. Or vitamins. We need vitamins, actually. Yeah. Okay, um, I, at least I know Colin's a jock. And Colin likes robots. Yeah, here's the thing uh, you have to understand, Mitch. I'm a very rare breed. I am a jock nerd, which you'd normally never see. Uh, it's very different. They were very rare in the wild. Uh, and I, I think just, that Captain Tsubasa here is just straight up a fucking jock. Uh, a junk nerd I punk. think he's, um, he's suffering from, like, jock disease where you're a jock and then you think that you have to pretend that all the really, 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 really cool things that everyone else is into, like, you have to pretend that you don't like them in order to, like, upkeep the facade of being a jock. So I just think he's lying to himself, he's lying to everyone, and, and he should deal with that. Yeah. Um, we do cut over to a new scene. Uh, Sam is utterly heartbroken. Uh, and, uh, Arika is pushing Icky to go talk to Nathan because they used to have, like, a strong relationship to, like, you know, uh, gas him up on Sam. Like, tell him how great Sam is. Um, but Icky can't think of any compliments that aren't Metabot related. Uh, which isn't gonna work because we know that Nathan hates Metabots. Um, but that makes Sam think of the only the only true solution. She has to give up row-battling, and she hands over her meta-watch to Spike and runs off, which is maybe the most heartbreaking thing I've seen in the show so far. Who can abandon Pepper Cat? I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, yeah, just, it does. I mean, it, it seems reasonable to me that you should feel compelled to change your entire personality and sense of self in order to make someone like you. Like, that seems like a good and sensible thing. To, to, to do to, to, to me she is yeah, eight I, she's only had this personality for like a couple months yeah well also she doesn't have a microphone so she can't make a podcast with him so how else <laughs> is she gonna get closer to him because <laughs> that's how friendships are formed right <laughs> yeah 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 like the yeah the only reasonable uh, approach to having a crush on someone is to say do you want to do a podcast <laughs> that's why i'm on meta watch yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You've joined the potty kill. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Uh, so Sam is, like, spying on Nathan uh, while he trains doing, like, you know, uh, jogging or whatever. Um, and Okay, uh, hang on. <laughs> yeah. I, we cannot go past the thing that they're chanting when they're jogging. Yes, what are, what are they chanting? I need they're to know great. both in English and in Japanese. <laughs> we will win this soccer game because the other team's so limb. Poetry. Iconic. Yes. Very impressive. Uh, do you want to know what they say in the sub? Please. Can you yes. take a guess, Colin? Hut, 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 hut. I don't know. It's silence. <laughs> Come on. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it would just be silence. Uh. <laughs> Why would you need to scream while you're marching? <laughs> you know, because it's you gotta you gotta do your your um your drill sergeant bit or whatever. Um, Coach Man Mountain oh, isn't man. here to. To drill into them the uh, the importance of working out. Although, clearly it worked on Nathan, because he loves being sweaty. He's a sweaty, sweaty yeah. boy. Yeah, he's sweating out of his teeth. Um, <laughs> this show has an obsession with sweat that doesn't make sense, that these Me- that this episode of the Man Mountain episode are so far apart from each other. <laughs> well, they're ten um, episodes apart. Yeah. Um, this is ten also sweaty, sweaty of- episodes. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Uh, this is also when Icky uh, reveals to Metabi that Nathan used to be a meta fighter, uh, and also when they run into Peppercat, who is feeling completely abandoned. Um, it's so it sad. Just at, yeah, like she thinks that she's going to the, the scrap heap, and this is when um, uh, you know 
B gets so like overwhelmed by seeing this that figures out uh, he's going to do something to cheer her up. Uh, he's going to do something about it and runs off. Okay. Um, I got mad here too. Not yeah. just at the idea that Pepper Cat's getting discarded because that's, that's infuriating, but I know it doesn't happen. Yeah. I got mm-hmm. mad because this would have been the first time we heard Pepper Cat's voice. <gasps> it's true. Yeah. Because we heard it the second to last episode because the last episode was garbage. The second to last yeah. episode of season one. It was the first time we heard her voice. What? We could have been yeah. we could be hearing Pepper Cat talk this whole time and calling Sam Boss herself. Like, oh yeah. Um. Well, I I have the feeling, Mitch, that we have. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Six, we have eleven more episodes. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh yeah, eleven more episodes that are going to be filled with brass and Pepper Cat and Nutrinurse. <laughs> if if these girls. Uh, that is Saint Nurse the Nasty, Pepper Cat, and then um, uh, Brass. If they don't just run away together, <laughs> I mean Pepper Cat keeps having to come back. I get that, but like yeah. the other two, if we don't find that it happens, I'm gonna be genuinely upset because the show's been robbing them. <laughs> they deserve their own show. They do. The show would be better if it was a if it was the Eureka Brass and Samantha and Pepper Cat show. Like <laughs> Pepper Cat is. Peppercat has that Jigglypuff energy where really you can see that she could have been like the the like main kind of like mascot of the show yeah. or of this franchise. And instead it's just beetle time, which makes sense. You know, I get that like kids in Japan raise beetles and make them fight or whatever. But like what about that cool fucking electric cat? She like <laughs> Peppercat, like, she's got, well, first of all, cat ears, the coolest thing that anyone ever has ever, like, the cool electric <laughs> plug teal. She's got so much personality. I love her. I can't believe this is the yeah. first time you've ever heard her speak, theoretically speaking. And it's, I'm, yeah. <laughs> brass, uh, great color scheme, the cream, the pink, and the purple. And then uh, she's wearing a sailor uniform because she's a sailor type. Like, look, look at Meta B. He's yellow. I do uh, like Matabi though. He has He attitude. is good. <laughs> he has head cannons, as we find out. Yeah. I want to know what his head cannons are about. Oh, they shoot m- homing missiles. No, but like, what are his head cannons about, like Destio, you know? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what does he think about the supernatural finale? Okay. You know what? You're making jokes. Metabi uh, would have watched Supernatural. Oh, my God. Canonically. Oh, I, I yeah. would. Like, th- Huge without a doubt. Jared Padalecki fan. <laughs> He originally from Gilmore Girls, though. Like, uh, oh, clearly, I think, yeah, uh, Metabi and uh, Metabi gets upset Tenryo. that he's not true to the character of Dean. While so, <laughs> so like, no, no, when that... he was Dean in Gilmore Girls, he acted very different than he acts as Sam in Supernatural. Yeah. So okay. Metabi's strongest head cannon, stronger than any of the missiles, is the head cannon that Dean from Gilmore Girls is the same actual person and character as Sam from Supernatural. Yeah. And there's the, the head canon of the Gilmore Girls Supernatural crossover universe that Metabee has written several extensive fics about. Um, I would like to see Alexis Bledel kill a demon. <laughs> I, w- I would love to see a fan comic <laughs> of Metabee explaining all his head cannons to R- R- Roku Show, and he's just going, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. He's just being I... a good boyfriend, just sitting there nodding. Yes, this is interesting it, to me. It, yeah. It is my headcanon, though, that the reason that Metabee knows so much about soap operas is because he does just sit around and watch TV with uh, Icky's mom all day. Like, that has to be what he's doing when Icky's at school. Well, <laughs> when Icky's mom is out fighting or causing crime, depending on what outfit <laughs> well, she's wearing. She does that at night. Come on. She's a professional. Uh, 
Yeah, she wants to catch the soups that are on in the day. Yeah. She's going to spend time with her perfect son, Metabi. Uh <laughs> Unlike her imperfect son, Icky. <laughs> <laughs> you have a good son, and then you have a garbage son. That's just how life goes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's like, yeah, I've, there's a... That's just like Supernatural. There's a good one and a garbage. I can't remember what Supernatural was like. Um, so we cut, over to Nathan who's, <laughs> we cut over to Nathan, who's opening a shed to reveal his old uh, his old Metabot Stingray, who he even, like, has just been keeping up, like, doing, like, maintenance here and there to keep it, keep it up, and has, like, the metal in a sealed glass case with, like, velvet. So, like, his Metabot has just been fucking head empty, no consciousness for, like, probably a year now. God, I um, wish that were me. Yeah. I'm sorry. Since and, we went back yeah. to Metabots, um, <laughs> what animal did they say it was in the dub? I can't remember. His name is Stingray. Yeah, but I what? don't know if that. I don't remember what like type that they give him. I okay. don't know if he's came a, up or not. He's a crayfish. Okay, yeah, that, and, that makes sense. He does. He looks crayfish like. He yeah, looks was, like a lobster boy. So Stingray, okay, but Stingray is a little. Um, also, his name in the sub is Rollstar. Uh, that makes hey much now. more sense because he's got roller skate feet. All right. Mm. Okay. I did have to shut down your your. Um, uh, hey, now I'm an all-star. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I, that, I wasn't going to continue. I, I just I just okay. thought I'd throw a hey, now in there and then end it. You know, I, I went could to continue a, if you like. I went to a Smash Mouth concert. <gasps> wow. They Tell did not more. show up because they were drunk. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. So uh, did, uh, I watched the concert. also played an anti-mask concert recently, too. Yeah, oh, fuck yeah. So uh, that happened. Uh, yeah. So uh, I go to this concert. They decided it was too rainy, so they canceled it. I walked back, and then they said, actually, we're going to do it. At fuck the rain. I go to the concert again and like, wait, no, sorry, they're too drunk. <laughs> I, I loved it. It was one of the best concert experiences of my life. Okay. Um, Are you okay, Mitch? No. <laughs> uh, well, um, if only you could have a Metabee come stomping through to give you give you a talking, or give Smash Mouth a talking to, as he wants to give Nathan for, uh, you know, creating this whole situation that's abandoned Pepper Cat. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah, where are we? I'm kind of lost. I think uh, that's Smash Mouth. Nathan gives us his tragic backstory where he found out that he uh, he quit row battling last summer when uh, Samantha <laughs> beat the shit out of him and made fun of him and he felt embarrassed and humiliated and never wanted to row battle ever again because Nathan is a huge piece of shit. <laughs> Did they say last summer in the dub? Yes, they said last summer in the dub. Okay, because he said when I was younger. And then, so. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. Because the picture of them... Um, uh, the little clip of them we see when they're fighting, they look like just toddler versions of themselves, preschooler versions, back when yeah, they were the ankle that. biters. I, I agree, but when we get shots of uh, Nathan later, he is unusually short. He's just a short boy. He's a short king. Uh, yeah, I like Sam I just, looks short. I just figured that, like, you know, when you're a seven-year-old, you grow a lot sort of thing, you know? Is that how that works? I don't know. I've seen kids. They're different sizes. Yeah, I remember growing a lot, like, around that age. I remember having, like, growing pains a lot. Like, literal, actual, physical growing pains a lot at that age. I, I just kind of assumed, like, I don't know anything about children, but I just kind of assumed, I was like, oh, yeah, they grow, whatever. Yeah. Um, children do grow. They do. That's what they tell me. <laughs> um. Oh, God. Uh. Yeah, This and that's when Inky tells Nathan, Uh. they've got to get him back into the game. 
uh, but they have to ease him back into row battling. And so he is going to uh, help Nathan uh, do a team battle. Uh, you know, uh, him and Metabi will will help show him the ropes, get him get him unrusty again, and they'll uh, they'll help cover him and get it get him a good win, get his confidence back up. Which is when we find out that Arika is also here because she's here to report on the case and is everywhere because Arika rules. <laughs> <laughs> the line we get is Arika, you really have to stop breaking into people's houses for stories. <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't. <laughs> Let her do crimes. Yes, she's allowed um, to. Uh, Arika runs off to tell Sam this uh, because she thinks that the only way that this can possibly go down is for like narrative uh, uh, perfection is Sam has to fight him and also Sam has to throw the fight so that uh, he won't be embarrassed anymore and then they can be boyfriend and girlfriend which is the most fucked up thing Eric, Arika why would you say that? Yeah, why would you I, do I, this? <laughs> at, at this point I started to sort of doubt some of Arika's plans for, for wing manning um, not sure about this one. Um, mm. remember yeah. a couple episodes back when uh, Arika went on multiple feminist tirades? Yeah, uh, against people who were doubting women and telling women to be quiet and all this stuff. And here she is uh, going, "Oh, you know, lose a battle to this guy. No, find a guy who can beat you in a metal metal. <laughs> you know, yeah, do it fair and square." Mm. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Because uh, I only want Sam to date is, people who can yeah. beat me in robot fights. I get that part. <laughs> yeah, like, nah. Don't fake lose to me. Yeah. Then we can't be rivals. And um, if we're not rivals, we can't be rivals to lovers, which is the only way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> the worst part about this is that Sam doesn't want to lose, and so Arika offers to be her teammate so that she can make sure that she helps her lose, which means that our second... We get a second fucking brass fight and it's gonna be purposely to make brass get killed i hate this i don't like it this is why Um, brass ran away yeah we do get the we do get the perfect scene though where pepper cat says she doesn't like this she doesn't think they should throw the match uh pepper cat likes winning and she knows sam likes winning but pepper cat will do it because she loves sam and she believes in sam and if sam wants to do this then she'll back her up because pepper cat is perfect and i love her (laughs) Uh, we get a different speech in the sub. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is, I, I will listen to my boss no matter what. She's never been wrong, and she cares about everyone with all of her heart, and I will follow every instruction she gives me, basically. Still good? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's not, hey, I hate losing. It's, I'll do whatever you want because I love you. Yeah. Oh. Love, Although, pepper, sorry, cat, protect, um, very few left. Coleman, um, you did say, best seat in the show. I thought you were going to um, talk about when Mr. Referee becomes out of a football um (laughs) yes we do immediately go to the showdown at sunset uh which does have mr referee pop hands and arms uh arms and legs out of a giant soccer ball and stand up uh it's very good (laughs) which does mean that they because that would have had to have been like a larger than normal uh football uh sorry soccer ball that that was just kind of lying around do they have these lying around the city is it football season is that what what the the, the implications is it it, was it just far away enough that they weren't really sure how close it was yeah is it kind of a small far away situation what's amazing stuff from mr referee Mr. Referee could be a contortionist. It could have been a regular sized ball that then grew via meta magic. He, he, he was wearing one of the rubber suits that compresses your body to make it smaller so that he could fit inside a regular sized football. And in that first scene, he was actually very small, but then he took the suit off and became uh, f- far away. 
Yeah. Now, <laughs> here's the question. Was he in the soccer, uh, was he in the football, trying to be accommodating, earlier when it got kicked into Sam's face, as he's just been waiting this he, whole time? He's been there the whole time. He's known this was going to go down. I uh, mean, Mr. Referee loves love. Maybe he was trying to be matchmaker. Yeah. He was per- he purposely changed the trajectory of the fo- of the the soccer ball. I'm not going to say football. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> he purposely changed the 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 trajectory of the soccer ball even as far back as uh you know when Icky got hit in the face to help set up this exact situation. It explains why Nathan is so per- like preternaturally disposed to hit people in the face with soccer balls. It's it's all it's all coming together. Yeah. It's we figured it out. Uh, well done, congratulations! Dean. Yeah, well done. Um, Historically, also, Meta Watch uh, is never wrong. Yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> Meta V has the ugly Megafint shield arm, and I hate to see it. <laughs> Please take the clown the clown face away from me. Uh, also, Stingray rules uh, and has a turtle medal. Is that right? Did turtle medal correctly. I yeah. caught that. I'm so glad you caught it too. Yeah. Which um, uh, is confusing for me. Yeah, because I guess it makes sense because it is an aquatic metabot, but at the same time, like, a turtle metal is, like, super defensive, and what we see from Stingray is it's very, like, mobile and, like, offensive. Well, this goes to play in the rest of the fight. I don't think this, because very clearly, uh, Nathan doesn't know how to meta. Like, he's, he's he really bad at yeah, this. Yeah, this guy sucks. Um, it explains why he was so trounced by Samantha before. It's because he sucks shit. <laughs> every other uh, turtle metal we've seen in a metabot has been uh, defensive, and when they're offensive, it's physical attacks. Yeah. So I, I think he's using a a brawling-type metal inside of a shooty boy. Yeah. Get that and kid like a beetle metal. for it with a, with a laser that has a homing-like capability to it. Like, it's, it's very much, uh, I don't know, if, uh, neither of you have played uh, Star Wars Squadrons, but there is, you know, uh, it's, if you take any of the bombing ones, there is just, you can get a homing laser and you can just wreck shop with it. And mm-hmm. it's the fucking cheapest, like, easiest shit ever. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. I'm nodding. Yeah. Um, um, but he, here's my problem with it. You get this kid a beetle medal because clearly he doesn't care about medals. And then this this kid's you know decent. Yeah, hmm. hey, Nathan sucks. I don't Nathan like sucks, Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. We'll get better Nathan later. Um. So uh, the the <laughs> fight starts. Uh, <laughs> Brass is pur- purposely like shooting off target. Like she originally hits Metabi in the shield, and then uh you know uh Arika gets on the radio and is like, oh no, you got to shoot worse. And so like Brass is like, okay, wink, and just like purposely like shoots off in the air somewhere. Um, which, uh, uh, and then, uh, Peppercat, like, effectively wrestling cells, uh, getting hit by the Stingray's laser, and that's mm. when Icky starts to realize that Sam is throwing the match, and he's a little upset by that. Uh, and you can tell Spike and Sloan are on the sidelines, and they can barely watch this. This fucking farce. This parody of a meta battle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we get a line here from Icky, uh, mm-hmm. about how, uh, apparently that, uh, uh, Stingray is too low level to be using these attacks he's using, so it's destroying <laughs> his accuracy. Oh so my god! Not only is he maybe using the wrong metal type, he's using moves that he's not supposed to be able to use yet. Yeah, <laughs> his, his metabots just not working right. Yeah, because yeah, he tells because uh, like uh, uh, Nathan like is ready to tell Stingray to go into what chase mode or something, and like Icky's like, nah, don't do that, dude. You're like you're getting ahead of yourself. That's a bad idea. Don't do it. 
God, just Icky put on his watch. Yeah. Can you do this? Uh, oh, one in each. One in each wrist. Let's go. Yeah. Well, it's when we have. Uh, I, I know you do. You haven't watched the perfect beautiful show of Metabots, uh, Sarah. <laughs> but when uh, when Shrimpy went toe to toe with uh, Icky, um, Koji, and Rintaro, he did have all three watches on one arm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Which is impressive because his arm's like four inches long. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he got custom made small watches. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Peppercat's getting absolutely wrecked uh, by just purposely taking all these hits. Icky is making comments about how it, like, it almost seems like she's in sleep mode because, like, mm-hmm. clearly she has the agility to dodge all of these shots. Uh, and that's when Stingray comes in for the killing blow and Sam can't handle it anymore. She tells Peppercat to fucking end it. I don't want to win a boyfriend because I lose. He should like me because I win. And fucking, it's on. This is, you know. (laughs) Poggers moment of the episode. Like, I swear to God, good shit. Um, Like, the line where she's like, "Mm, I'm losing for a reason. And that reason is just like a dramatic pause before saying, not worth it. I love her. (laughs) Yes. She should smoke less, but I love her. Yeah, uh, and you know, good on Arika for like reading the room and going, "Oh, we're gonna win now." All right, cool. Let's fucking blast them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, my my favorite part of the fight happens now. Uh, Stingray's uh, Stingray and Menabe are shooting, and then Peppercat dodges behind Brass. Br- it it is awful to see Brass get hit with bullets. Mm-hmm. That is bad. Brass gets yeah. Brass gets hit in the fucking throat, like, <laughs> and falls over. But then Arika's yeah. like, "You use brass as a shield," <laughs> and then Peppercat <laughs> just goes to finish the fight. I'm like, yeah, that's how Sam and Peppercat fight. Everyone yeah. around them is expendable as long as they win. Well, yeah. I mean, look at who's normally around her. It's Sloan and Spike. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> like that was a very good in character move. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it especially makes sense because uh Spike is an idiot who will do anything to protect Peppercat uh and and Sam, like obviously. So he's going to like line up for it. And then Sloane and uh Totalizer, there are the Totalizer is a tanky mech, yeah. like it makes sense for him to take those hits for Peppercat. So, Keith like, Turtle, please. Totalizer Keith, oh, is yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> Keith Turtle. I forgot the better name. <laughs> Why would you name a robot Totalizer when you could name it Keith Turtle? <laughs> Huh. Um, Listen, she, she's used to having simps around and employing simp power to win so yeah, yeah. uh just like come on karn uh, also she cheats <laughs> canonically they do cheat they it's do usually cheat. three on uh, one yeah but yeah uh Peppercat takes out stingray shocks him to death from behind uh all of the screws hug and cry it's good um yeah and uh nathan uh and like comes in to tell sam oh yeah we we missed the part where like uh, you know, Icky has to tell Nathan, like, hey, we can't just give up now. You've got to fight back. There's no shame in losing if you do your best, which is a good oh, yeah, line that was good. Icky. Yeah. And so, like, Nathan is, like, hey, is, like, getting ready to tell Sam that, oh, you know, I'll, I'll win in the rematch. We're going to fight again, which yeah. is when, uh, from off screen, we get a hotter, taller anime boy out of nowhere clapping in a skin-tight t-shirt. Uh, and it's it's Nathan's older brother, Brandon, who's come to chastise him for missing soccer practice, uh, which is uh, when Sam says, oh, older brother, Brandon, and immediately taller? falls in love with the taller boy. <laughs> it's very good. And the sub, 
They're like, who are you? He goes, oh, I just like watching meta fights. <laughs> just some random dude. <laughs> and she just, you know, her eyes sparkle and she just goes, oh, I get it now. <laughs> then she just starts hugging on him instead. Yeah. Meanwhile, Arika's yeah, doing what? a photo shoot with Nathan, who's the comeback meta fighter now, uh, who's the real story, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and meta worried about his short king status, you know. Yeah. Short guys just don't get respect. Uh, this 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 was the part of the episode where I found out that Meta B is literally three foot tall. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. You love it. Um so Arika's new story is now he's hot and he meta battles. What can he do? <laughs> God. <laughs> sure. Oh man. Uh but he's got the older, hotter brother who is like, you know, uh, yes, funny, there, funny of, yeah. There's an older stranger who was just watching a bunch of kids in the park. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Um, it's just, Sarah, it's so funny that you're like, oh, now that I've finally seen Henry, he's just a cute anime boy. And then we get literally the cutest anime boy ever made. Like, mm. he's the only thing he's missing is a pair of cat ears. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Henry knows the value of. Being a service industry worker, you know he works hard. He tries. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, like what if this schmuck, you know? <laughs> what if Henry had a pair of cat ears? Mm? There's I'm pictures listening. out on the internet. You can find them. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Uh, hold on while I Google <laughs> Henry <laughs> Metabots cat ears. Is this yet another identity? Is he going to be uh, wearing cat ears when he starts aligning himself with the alien yeah, cat the, race that we're going to see? The phantom cat boys. <laughs> yeah, uh, space yeah. cat fighter X. <laughs> space meta fighter cat. Uh, oh man, what's what's Henry's Japanese name? Uh, Hikaru. Uh, Miata fighter. Mm. Um, no, no cat ears, sadly. Oh, um, I found one. Uh, and I'm not going to find it again. Every now and then I fall down a hole of Metabots pictures and none of them are good. Yeah. Um, but luckily I haven't been spoiled for any story stuff yet, which is great. But I think that's because MetaWatch is the only show out there doing anything regarding the story of Metabots. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, not related. It did show up. I don't know why it showed up in this um, uh, in this Google search, but from Card Buddy Fight, uh, we did get this adorable cat um, that I'm going to show you right now. Oh, that's a really adorable cat. Yeah. <laughs> mm, something sinister about that cat. Yeah. Maybe it's I mean, an alien. It, it's a red. <laughs> uh, his name is apparently Kate Sith in Boots, which is fun. Uh, 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 so who knows Who knows what he's going to get I up mean, to. clearly it's a red mage. Yeah. Mm. Um, or some kind of bard. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been podcasting for almost two hours. Uh, yeah, let's. God, un- man, un-podcast. season one of Metabots. I love season one of Metabots. It Good fucking rules. content. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, um, Sarah, where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> uh, you can find me on uh, Yu-Gi-Oh podcast called Pod of Greed. You can find me on a Naruto podcast called Never Believe It. Um, which had a dramatic and tragic ending at the hands of the traitor Colin Pajetish. And you also you can find me on a Never Believe It Fuck Jesus fucking Christ on a Name of the Wind uh, book podcast called Kvoth Killer Chronicles where we bully Patrick Rothfuss and myself personally you can find me on Twitter and everywhere else on the internet at 
ceramic costumes. And if you go there, there should be a link to my website to buy knitwear that I am now making. It's very good knitwear. It is. I've I've felt it. Uh, it's it's very good. Um, yeah. The the snakeskin pattern. Specific adjectives there. Uh, I I showed a friend of mine the snakeskin pattern, and they're screaming. So. Excellent. <laughs> Good. Also, I did, just, Colin, I want to comment, uh, my knitwear is not felted. It is well processed, so it doesn't felt together, actually. I get oh, it. it. Oh, oh, I get it. It was a comedy that's joke. All, that's all I It was humor. Comedy yeah. jokes. Comedy jokes. Uh, Mitch, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, they can find me at Big Bad Beetle Boy on Twitter. And, pretty, uh, pretty bad? I, I, that's the plan. I'm working on it. Uh, yeah. Find me You'll there. You'll get to the Beetle part later. Well, the beetle part's the metabots, actually, now. Okay. <laughs> that subsumed the previous beetle reasons. Mm-hmm. Was and the previous it's... beetle reasons Big Bad Beetle Boy? Or B- Big Bad Beetle Borgs? There we go. No. Uh, oh. What? Tell I assume that's why you're a Big Bad Beetle Boy, is because Big Bad Beetle Borgs. I guess well, it's it... episode whatever yeah. it is of metabots. We've got to learn the Mitch backstory. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to be just like the Joker, because we do live in a society. Here's one of many possible true backstories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat. Why so Beatles? Uh, <laughs> uh, I play Animal Crossing a lot, and I I make a lot of money off Beatles. That's a that's a reason. Yeah, that's you know a pretty likely big, story. Bad. Certainly believable, but probably Cap- not the c- only capitalism one. is bad. So, um, it, t- it all ties together. Um, uh, no, no. See, in Metabots, capitalism is good. Actually, oh, so, yeah. sorry, my, my the, mistake. Yeah, the, in Metabots, the free market is truly the greatest thing of all time. It's what, you know, and it's all protected by a single referee with a death satellite. Well, it's also owned almost entirely by one corporation where uh, the owner of the corporation is the only person who knows the secrets of how to create these uh, robot beings and also maybe have killed the guy who founded them. So, you know. Yeah, my name's Colin. You can find me on the internet at Pagetish. That's P-A-D-G-E-T-T-I-S-H. This is the only podcast I'm doing right now, and it's very great and fun, and I love it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to get that in there before we possibly did, like, our not ending at some point. Metabots!